amen and amen. I want you just to look around the room and smile at somebody here today. Wow. Aren't you glad that you made it, you figured out how to get here to Christmas Eve service, huh? God is good. God is good. Amen. Here's the thing. You are here today for a divine reason and a divine purpose. No matter how you got here, whatever it took, um, God wants to speak to you today specifically. And um, yeah, such a beautiful time of the year. And I know some of you, uh, it's not joy to the world. Some of you, it isn't all calm and, and beautiful. And the thing that's wonderful in the midst of our hard times is that Jesus is all that we need, right? He came as Emmanuel, God with us, to walk with us so that we wouldn't be by ourselves, that we wouldn't be alone through it all. So I'm going to pray. We're going to, I'm going to share just a short devotion and um, we're going to take communion together. We're going to have a time of reflection and um, God speaks not just through his word, right? He speaks through other people. He speaks through music, speaks through nature. And I hope that as you've been here this morning already, I hope and pray that God has already been speaking to you. I believe that he is. I believe there are some of you in here, God is drawing your heart. He's been calling you home. I know some of you in here, you've been carrying heavy burdens and he's speaking to you to just let him go and receive him and his love. But let's pray as we get into the word this morning. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We give you first place in this sanctuary as King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you that you are still not a baby that's in a manger, but you are a risen Lord and King who is coming again for a church. And so, Lord, we want to be that church that's ready. We want to be a people that are ready for you when you come back for your bride. So, Lord, we pray you'll just anoint these next few moments. Thank you that your word is living and active. Thank you for these moments of being here, ministering to each person as they need. In your precious name, amen. Oh. Well, I am a person who music speaks to me. I listen to songs and the Lord speaks to me through his word, of course, but music speaks to me. Anybody else like that? All right. And there's been a song that has just been resonating in my spirit recently, and it's called Somewhere in Your Silent Night. And the title alone, you can just sit in it for a minute, right? Somewhere in Your Silent Night. And I want to read some of the, the, the chorus to you. I'm going to play it, actually, in a little bit. But... Um, I want you just to close your eyes as I, as I read the lyrics and just kind of absorb the, the truth of this song. And I think it's going to minister to you just like it has been to me and, and others. So it says this, all is calm and all is bright. Everywhere but in your heart tonight. They're singing carols of joy and peace, but you feel too far gone and too far out of reach. Somewhere in your silent night, heaven hears the song your broken heart has cried. Hope is here, just lift your head, for love has come to find you somewhere in your silent night. From heaven's height to manger low, there's no distance the Prince of Peace won't go. From manger low to Calvary's hill, 
When your pain runs deep, his love runs deeper still. He has always loved you, child, and he always will. Lift your head, lift your heart. Emmanuel will meet you where you are. He knows your hurt, he knows your name, and you're the very reason that he came. Let that sink in for a moment. You are the very reason that he came. Every single one of us. I don't think we realize he left heaven, all the glory of heaven, gave up all of that to come to earth, to be human, to walk like us and with us, to deal with the same hurts and pains and rejections so that he could know us, so that he could understand us. One of the lines that says, love will find you. Love has been in a process of trying to find you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet, love is finding you. God is love and he is coming after you by his grace and by his mercy. God's desire is for all of us to know him. And that even in our silent nights, that we would know he is with us. Here's some examples of what, what are silent nights. Maybe, maybe you deal with isolation and loneliness. Maybe anxiety has just gripped you. Maybe you have depression and you just cannot see the sun. Maybe you're dealing with sickness or a recent diagnosis. Maybe you're, you have broken relationships and there's just sadness in your heart. Maybe you struggle with mental health. Here's the thing, in those silent nights, God wants you to know he is with you and that you and I are the reason he came. Isn't that beautiful? His birth was part of God's plan for mankind. That was the whole purpose why he came is so that he would grow up and then lay down his life for you and I so that we could have eternity with Jesus if we know him as Lord and Savior. God became one of us so we could become one with him. It is because of Bethlehem that God still enters into our reality of our messy lives and he loves us. That's the message today. He loves you. He loves me. And his love is coming after you. You see, everything changes when we come face to face with Jesus. I can imagine when the shepherds arrived, when they saw that baby in the manger, all that they had been waiting for, I can imagine their faces changed when they saw the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When we encounter the presence of Jesus, it changes us. And here's the beautiful thing. He knows a broken heart. He knows the sorrow that life can bring. You are not alone. It says it in his name, Emmanuel. God with us. Anne Voskamp in her book, The Greatest Gift, says this. You always get your Christmas miracle. Anybody need a Christmas miracle? You always get your Christmas miracle. You get God with you. Christ is all your goodness. And he is all yours. And this is always your miracle that he is yours and with you. No matter the barrenness you feel, you can always have as much Jesus as you want. Oh, 
How beautiful. That's your miracle today. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. Let that sink in. So no matter how you feel, tired, worn, unwanted, unprepared, unimportant, remember the truth that somewhere in your silent night, God sees you, he hears you, he loves you, and he's coming to find you. And he will meet you where you are. That's the savior that we're talking about. That's the Jesus that we're talking about. That's the Jesus that we serve here at this church. The one that's coming to find you. Do you hear Jesus asking you this question? Do you trust me? That question confronts us daily from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep because trust means to rest and rest means to trust. We have to abide in him. That's hard. When we look at circumstances, we look at life, we turn on the news. It's sometimes really hard to trust, right, that God's got it all figured out, but he does. The baby in a manger is a soon and coming king, and he holds the world in his hands, and he's got it all figured out, and we can trust him. Whether it's our finances, our broken relationships, hidden hurts, or future dreams, we can trust him with it all. Because in the midst of this holiday busyness, this is where our trust is tested and where it becomes most evident if we trust or we don't. Let's instruct our souls to find rest in him and him alone, to remember his works of goodness, to express our desperate need for him, to still our minds and hearts in his presence, and to declare our confidence in his trustworthiness this season, no matter what it takes. So I've got three, three quick thoughts for you um, that we're going to focus on. And number one is this, he loves you. Simple. I know we hear that, but he loves you with a desperate love. John 3, 16, if you have your scripture with you, it will be on the screen as well. It says, for God, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you because he sent his son, his one and only, to die for you and I. And that, if that was it, that would be just good enough. Amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter eight. I've got a couple other scriptures that I want to share with you on his love. I want you to remember that today. He loves you. Romans 8, 35 through 39. And it says this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are all killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Our victory comes through Jesus Christ. And then verse 38, I am convinced that nothing, nothing, say that with me, Nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. 
Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Amen? No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. He loves you. Period. He died for you. The second thing I want you to to remember is this. He knows your hurt. He knows your pain. Turn with me to Isaiah 53. Again, familiar passage to some. Isaiah 53, 3 through 5 says this. This lets us know he understands. He's not just some God up there that doesn't care, doesn't get it. He gets it because he walked the human life like we did, like we are. Isaiah 53 says, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. He knows. He knows what you're going through. Not only does he love you, but he knows the pain and he's the answer, which is beautiful. Amen? And the third thing I want us just to focus on before we move into communion is this. He knows your name. That's specific. That's close. That's intimate. For him to know your name, you're not a number. You're not an ID. You are a name. And God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, who holds everything in his hands, he knows your name. And you matter to him. And you are here today because he loves you. Because he knows your hurt and pain. And he knows your name. And he wants to call you home. He wants to heal you. He wants to minister to you today. Turn over to Isaiah 43 just a couple chapters back from where we were. Verse one says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. He calls you his. You belong to him. You have full access to heaven as a son and as a daughter. Verse 2 says, when you go through deep waters, he doesn't say, I'm going to leave you there. Good luck on earth with your stuff. No. When you go through deep waters, he says, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He knows you and he promises to be with you, to walk with you through it all. He knows your name and he loves you. There's an illustration that says this. It's a quick story. One day, a man was crossing a bridge in life, and he was scared. He was terrified. So he turned around, and he asked God, 
can I hold your hand so that I won't fall? And God said, no, my child. I will hold on to your hand. The man asked, well, what's the difference? God replied, if I hold, if you hold my hand and something happens, you might let go. But if I hold your hand, no matter what, I will never let go. He's never going to let go. Things in our life, we might let go. He never lets go. Scripture says in Romans 3.23 that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It means we are all in desperate need of Jesus and his salvation. Romans 6.23 talks about the wages of sin being death and that the gift of God is eternal life. The only way we go to heaven and spend eternity is by accepting that gift of eternity of love from Christ so that we can be saved. Is that you here today? Do you need to accept Christ this Christmas as your Lord and Savior? Well, you're in a good place if that's so. You might be here and you just need to know he's with you. Maybe you need a healing touch from the Lord. Maybe you need a miracle. I'm here to tell you the King of Kings is here. You felt his presence in your heart and your spirit. We've sang about him. We've worshiped today. And somewhere in your silent night, he is there and he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to come home. He's waiting for you to say yes to him. And so what I want you guys to do, you guys should all have had a candle. And um, I'm going to play the song, the video, somewhere in your silent night. If you guys want to turn on your candles... And as this song is playing, I want you to just reflect. I want you to let the words minister to you. I want you to allow God's love to just flow into your heart and life. And then we're going to pray at the close of this song. So just spend some time in reflection as we focus somewhere in your silent night. <laughs> 